Welcome to our community. We hope you enjoy this message from our special guest. Hello church. It's so good to be with all of you this Sunday. I'd like to share with you a message about posture. All of you who love sports will know that every physical task has a set of specific correct postures in order to perform a task well. For example, a runner will adopt running tall posture in order to run far and run well. A heavyweight lifter will take squat posture before lifting the heaviest of weights. And even the sociologist uh, Amy Cuddy from Harvard University goes as far as saying that if you hold this posture and put a little smile on your face for three minutes, you will drastically improve your mood and your confidence level. Maybe you should give it a try. In any case, so it is with our life. A posture is a particular approach or attitude that we take on as we are dealing with a situation or someone in our life. Interestingly, problems and failures in our lives are often not caused by the magnitude of problems in our life or by our lack of resource or our lack of ability. And it's not even caused by unfaithfulness of God because God is always involved in his children's life. He is a good God. Our problems are often caused by wrong posture. When we have wrong posture, a lot of us will experience unnecessary pain, unnecessary wear and tear, things get broken before it should be, and a lot of negative side effects. On the other hand, if we have correct posture, we will have reduced pain, we'll have less tension in our life, we'll have fewer headaches, improved energy, strength, and greater capacity and creativity in handling things that comes in our life. God wants us to have correct posture in our life. And God wants us to learn today from the life posture of King David. Why King David? In Acts chapter 13, verse 22, God testified about David. This is what God said. I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, and he will do everything I want him to do. God was impressed with David's attitude or posture in life. And God wants us to have the same life posture so we can handle things that comes our way and handle those things well even including this COVID-19 pandemic. So let's learn from David's life posture. The first posture is found in Psalm 4 verse 8. King David said, In peace I will lie down and sleep. For you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. Posture number one is David sleep in God's protection. To sleep is to allow one's alertness vigilance, or attentiveness to lie dormant. To sleep is a posture of our surrender and trust to God's care and protection. As we all see and experience, and none of us are exempted, today we all realize that how the unexpected have taken away all we think that we can control. Today, no smart person, rich person, powerful person, good-looking person, strong person, or even a person of high social status and, and political power can run away from the threat of a tiny little virus that we call COVID-19. 
And in the middle of this, most of us are habitually trained to give up hope when times are tough. We have a habit of hopelessness. But God wants the opposite. God wants to train us, train our heart and our life to have a habit of leaving hopelessness behind and to have a habit of hopefulness. Instead of staking our life on what we think we can control in this world, Holy Spirit has given us power so we can train our heart to always be hopeful unto the Lord, to trust in Him, to trust in who He is, a faithful God, unchanging God, committed in His love and in His plan and purpose for our life. And this is God's promise that He spoke to David, and David told us from his own experience. In Psalm 91 verse 9, David said, If you say the Lord is my refuge, and you make the Most High your dwelling, no harm will overtake you, no disaster will come near your tent. In other words, David is saying that if you make God the place of your safety, even in the midst of all the harms that are going on around you, it will not come near you, and it will not even touch the one that you take as most precious. And if you have God as the most precious thing in our life, and if you have Him as the center of our trust and our faith, no harm will ever touch us. And if you believe in this, if you believe along with what David is saying in this verse, I really believe that all of us will be like David, will be able to sleep at night with a beautiful sound sleep and will have the faith and hope and security to walk with him and to, to, to face our future in this troubled world. The second posture that King David practiced in his life is David sits before the Lord. King David has this habit of intentionally making time to sit before God's presence. In 2 Samuel 7 verse 18, we can really have a peek into what he does as he waits before the Lord. And this is what King David did. Then King David went in and sat before the Lord. And he said, Who am I, sovereign Lord? And what is my family that you have brought me this far? And as if this were not enough in your sight, sovereign Lord, you have also spoken about the future of the house of your servant. And this decree, sovereign Lord, is for a mere human. As David sat before the Lord, he asked for God's instruction and direction in his life. And David humbled himself. And David confessed the sovereignty of God in his life over everything that God has given him and over everything that God has entrusted him to rule and to reign and to have control over. Because of David's posture, God affirmed his plans upon David's life. And this is why David is not just any king of Israel. In fact, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, our Savior, Christ Jesus, called himself Son of David. So to sit is to be still, to be humble before God, and to wait for his words and for his instruction. Today, if there's one thing or if there's one voice of God that I can capture from what 
A lot of pastors, faithful servants of God, are feeling and expressing what they believe comes from God. Is that God is seeking in this season for all of us to take time to sit before His presence, to have an audience with the author of our life, with the maker of our life, not to have audience without fear or audience with a worry or to have audience with the people that we really miss so much. Yes, and even though we do deserve that because we've been socially distancing for quite a while. But more than that, God wants us to take time to sit down and to think and evaluate before His presence, to humble ourselves before Him, to actually enjoy Him and, 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 and to appreciate His presence. We are all so used to have our businesses and our busyness and everything that is distracting around us to give an agenda or direct the busyness rhythm of our life. Um, in fact, even as we work from home, WFH, uh, it doesn't really mean that we will work less. In fact, a lot of people who have been working at home have become more stressed. They become tired of looking at the screens. They they are burned out with Zoom meetings. And, and when you work from home, work seems never ends. Before you have office and you have home, but now your office has arrived at your home and your home has turned into 24-hour office complex. When was the last time you take time to sit before the Lord? Do you have a place in your life and in your priority to sit down and to just enjoy His presence, to just seek His face and to just quiet down and listen to the voice of Holy Spirit speaking about your life. And I suspect also that God may have a lot to tell you about your life now and about what He wants to do in your life. What is God saying to your life in this season of COVID-19? Let's have this posture of sitting before the Lord. I know that God will affirm you. And in fact, God will reveal to you the future He has for you. You don't have to worry about it. All you have to do is just take this posture of sitting before the Lord, humbling yourself and wait for Him. So that is posture number two. Posture number three is David walks with God. In Psalm 86 verse 11, David asked God, teach me more about you, how you work and how you move so that I can walk onward in your truth until everything within me brings honor to your name. That's the Passion Translation, and I love that translation. Because David is asking God to, to mold him, to shake him, to, to shake him, yes, shake him, and to shape him. So he and everything that is in him, his life, his career, his hope, his dreams, his creativity, things that he loves, things that he loves to do, things that he hates, things that he's struggling with, all of this until everything within him brings honor to God's name. To walk means to conduct oneself in a particular manner or to pursue a particular course of life. To walk with God means we all have aligned our will and everything within us with his will 
God's way are reflected in our thoughts, our actions, motivations, and our life choices. To walk with God means you and God are in agreement about your life. We can walk in God's ways and experience His joy and power and plans for our life, or we can walk the way we want to walk. I remember one of Frank Sinatra's most famous song. His blockbuster hit song is called My Way. By the end, the time has come, the final curtain, and I did it my way. The question for us today is, do you want to do it your way or you want to do it God's way? What happened when you walk God's way? This is what happened. I remember when the two disciples were walking with Jesus to Emmaus right after, not, not long after Jesus' resurrection. And they really felt something very different in their life. Luke chapter 24, verse 32 recorded this in the Passion Translation I'm going to read. Stunned, they look at each other, the, the disciples, and said, why didn't we recognize it? It was him. Then our heart burned with the flames of holy passion while we walked beside him. He unveiled for us so much profound revelation from the scriptures. One thing that you will experience when you walk with God, and one thing I know you will really be changed in every way, is that your heart will burn with holy passion for God. And when your heart is burning, you have fire and strength of God in you. Nothing is impossible for those who walk with Him. David's life posture number four is David runs to face his challenges. 1 Samuel 17 verse 48 recorded the war between Israel and Philistines. And as Philistines moved closer to attack David, to attack him, David ran quickly towards the battle line to meet him. To meet whom? To meet Goliath, the greatest soldier that the Philistines ever made, and also a giant. David ran towards Goliath. He did not run away from him. The victory that God is giving David was presented in the form, or a very frightening form, of Goliath. To run like David means we do not waste time or opportunities because we see that God has given us a victory, because we know that God is with us. To run means we do not let our doubt overcome our faith in facing our challenges with God. In Philippians 3 verse 13, the message version, Paul said this, Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all of this, but I've got my eye on the goal, where God is beckoning us onward to Jesus. Verse 14, I'm off and running, and I'm not turning back. Some of us today, may be running with wrong posture. Life is precious. Life is short. Don't waste your time and energy that you have running with wrong posture. Don't waste your time and don't be too lazy to correct your posture. Don't procrastinate. Let's adopt right posture in life. Let's start running. Some of us today 
we may be running in the wrong race even. Or maybe we are running away from the victory that God is giving us. Are you on a detour in your life right now? Or are you not even running? Are you running but you are running in the wrong track? Chasing after the wrong things? Going after the wrong goals in your life? And you realize as you run that this race has not given you the satisfaction. In fact, this race has made you more and more tired and more and more frustrated with life. Are you running towards the wrong finish line? Make sure you run the right race, going towards the right finishing line. We will all face our giant, all of us. None of us will be accepted. But then God wants us to face our giant. God wants us to not run away. God wants us to be strong. The Bible says that I have given you the spirit of discipline and love and sound mind. And that is the promise of Holy Spirit working mightily in our life. We will face our giants, but with God, we will prevail. So let's all have this life posture of not running away from our challenges, but we run towards the challenge because God is with us. And at the end of the line, you would see that God has transformed you to become more than conquering. I'd like to end this message by giving you two promises that God will fulfill. And He has promised this and He wants to fulfill these two promises in your life. These promises are keepers. You can keep them, take them to the bank, and God will do it in your life. Number one is God says nothing will stop Him to come and to be with you and to love you. Even in the midst of all the hardest and the scariest and the most difficult challenges of your life. And God's promise number two that you can take to the bank, eternal bank even, is all things work together for the good of those who love God. And God will take all these things and at the end of the day, it would have brought you good things that God has planned to give you in your life. So let's have these four postures like King David, very, very simple posture. To sleep, that is to have, to put our faith and to put our hope in Him, to put our trust in Him, to, 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 to sit, that is to wait upon the Lord and to listen to what He says and what He wants to say about our life and to find the secrets of His heart and to enjoy His presence. To walk with God, that is, um, that is to, 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 to put our life in alignment with His purposes, with His will, and to keep walking and to keep trusting Him. And also number four, to not run away from our challenges, but to trust Him in faith, because in great challenge, there is great victory. Can I read you this final Bible verse that I really believe is God's voice for all of you? It's from Isaiah 35, uh, verse 3 to 4. I'm going to read it from the message version. And I really believe that this is God's voice to all of you, to, to me as well. As we prepare for this, uh, as, as we are preparing our life, God wants to raise us up. And this is what God says, Energize, lift hands. Strengthen the rubbery knees. Tell fearful souls, courage, take heart. God is here, right here, on His way to put things right and redress all wrongs. He's on His way. He will 
save you. Amen to all of you. I really believe that today God wants to renew our posture because God is not leading us towards defeat. God is leading us towards victory. Let yourself be processed by God. Let yourself be transformed by God. Do not let your, your fear outgrow your faith because God is with you in strength and in love and He will equip you to move forward in your life, to, to reach what He has prepared for you. Our postures today reveal our heart's hidden problems. Unconsciously, many of us have had problems with bad postures. And we need to re readjust our life posture. So let's stop letting this situation create fear and negativity in us. Let God use this situation to make you a strong, mature child of God. So we can live with God's power. We can move in Him. And we can see that beyond the situations that we have in our life, we would have become stronger person and God has given us the victory. I'd like to pray for all of you. Can we close our, our eyes together? I really feel God's presence and I'm really blessed as I prepare this message because I know that as much as this message speaks to you, it also speaks to me. As much as God wants to change your posture in life, God also wants to change my posture in life. And let's bring our life together before Him. God, we want to bring our life before You. We know that You are the maker of our life. You are the giver of our future. We know that every path of our life has been determined by You. And if we walk faithfully in it with You, we will not end in the wrong place. We know that You have prepared a place for us. You have prepared a blessing. You have prepared a future full of hope with us. I want to pray, Lord Jesus, that if many of us here right now, as you speak into our life, any one of us here that have taken postures that have led us to wrong direction, Lord, we'd like to return to you today. We'd like to ask you to lead us back to the directions that you have set for us. Many of us also, um, we so far we don't know what is the right posture that we should take in our life and our relationship with you. In fact, we have taken wrong posture. And Lord, right now we pray in the grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to renew us, to restore us, to create a new life in us, a new posture in us. And we believe that we will have the strength to move and walk and live in that posture. And Lord, some of us in the midst of these hard times are thinking of giving up. And Lord, I pray right now that your strength, your encouragement, fall upon their life and their hearts and their mind right now, that they can see instead of failure, they will start seeing hope. Instead of fear, they will start seeing faith. Instead of hopelessness, they will start seeing your light bursting, bursting through your, their situation and bringing your perfect plans in their life. We trust you, Lord, that you hear our prayer. We trust that you have the best plan for our life. We thank you for these words. We know that you are changing us and we know at the end we will become more than conqueror through you who works mightily in our life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen.